Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Will you all rise for the scripture this morning? Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with the question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Okay. Sit back, relax. This could take a while. (laughs) Just kidding. I hope to make it short and sweet, but I'm sure it'll get a little long. The first thing I wanted to update you on was our scholarship. Remember we had a barbecue and a concert. We ended up raising over $4,000 that night. Thank you. (laughs) The council approved uh, three different scholarships out of that fund. Uh, They're $1,000 each. One was to go to Spirit Lake. One is to go to ECC, or a person of color. And the other is a needs-based scholarship. So the scholarship committee got together before we left to go to Spirit Lake, and we agreed to give Gina $1,000 as the first recipient of the Spirit Lake um, scholarship. Then my dear friend Gary, (laughs) who is my new friend, said that, uh, very, very new, that uh, the former Wesley had an endowment fund for missions that had money in it that needed to be spent. And that total was 1,500. So we agreed to send uh, a scholarship for Gina for $2,500. Yay. We get up there, and we're sharing this good news with Pastor Mike, and he says, well, I have another student. Her name is Sandra. Not only is she another student, she is the valedictorian of her school. So, can we split the scholarship? Pastor Jared and I said, sure, we can split the 
scholarship to 1250 for each of them. They are going to be roommates at the same college, so they are very excited about that. Pastor Jared got to meet them, <laughs> and he'll share that conversation. I'm sure it was a great one. Um, it's kind of a tradition up there that they are very timid, very shy when they meet new people. So I'm sure he experienced that. I unfortunately did not get to meet them. We were out. Just missed them by that much. However, I did meet Gina's mom. Now, Gina's mom is a very faithful member of the church up there, very strong in the tribe. And I just talked to her about what we did and how that money was going to be sent to the school in their name, and we wanted to support them through everything. And she's like, well, Gina came home all excited. She ran in the door, said I got $1,250, and then ran right back out. <laughs> Typical teenager. She's so excited. Uh, she's ready for school. School is going to start in the next couple of weeks. Um, so it's going to be a great time for them. And we're going to pray for them every day, every week, as they continue on this new journey. Jenny and I were asked to join the Spirit Lake Ministry Board. And I want to share a little bit about that experience as well. We had Zoom meetings, Zoom meetings and Zoom meetings, just a couple actually, but it seemed like forever. And out of that came a mission and vision statement. We should have a slide. But the mission statement is this. Our vision for is walking with the peoples of the Spirit Lake Nation, united in faith, sharing the love of Jesus Christ. Our mission the Spirit Lake Ministry partners with the Spirit Lake Nation to heal emotional, physical, and cultural brokenness to overcome historical trauma. Fulfill basic human needs of shelter, food, and safety. Provide opportunity for personal and spiritual growth. Restore tradition of self-worth, self-efficiency within the community. Build strengthen positive and productive relationships outside the community. Next slide. Our values, balance, creating personal well-being through balance of mind, body, and spirit. Unity, fostering relationship and partnerships to work hand in hand, moving in the same direction, to achieve a common goal. Integrity, conducting all actions and communications with complete honesty. Leaderships, setting the stage for personal and organizational success by effectively utilizing human resources to the fullest extent possible. Dedication, committing to a cause for the long haul, no matter the obstacles that lie ahead, the effort required, or the possibility of failure. This ministry board eventually is going to be the board of directors. We're going to be responsible for 
hiring uh, the next missionary. Because Pastor Mike and Libby, as you heard, have been doing it for 14 years. They're getting up there. Hopefully we can hang on to them for another five. We're hoping, because uh, they do such a great job up there in the relationship. Before I get on to our trip, I was asked a question. Why did we start at Spirit Lake? Well, back 12 years ago, we took a trip to South Dakota to the Tree of Life, and we had a great time there, sent another group there, and our relationship at Spirit at the Tree of Life ended um, just because some things happened on that trip that our group didn't agree with. So I asked around, and I couldn't find anywhere else to go. So I've asked uh, Lauren Jost, who was the volunteer and mission coordinator for our jurisdiction, where to go. And she said, well, there's this little place up in North Dakota that nobody from Illinois had gone to yet. So she wanted somebody to go. So that's how it all started. This trip for me was totally different than any trip that I've been on. You have to understand, this is my eighth time up there. The people I was with, Jenny and JJ, had been up there, but the rest of them had never, ever been there. So it's a little bit different. The other thing that was different is we had more women. Now, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Trust me, it's not a bad thing. The only thing different was there was more shopping involved. <laughs> it's true, right, Pastor? <laughs> Poor Jared had a car full of women he had to deal with the whole trip. <laughs> uh, like I said, it was different. Different in the fact that the projects were all on the ministry campus. Once again, that's not a bad thing. It's just different. We did three projects. The first one was painting the cabins and the bathhouse, scraping and painting. And then they did two other cabins, started the third, <laughs> did the front portion, right? Didn't finish. Uh, the group from South Dakota, they built a hallway from Arthur Hall to the new reading area and craft area for the children. And we are a huge part of that. We're the ones that got all the books for that reading nook. And those books, are going out the door quickly. <laughs> the kids love them. The parents love them. So that's kind of cool. This hallway will allow them to get books and do crafts without going outside in the winter, which is huge because you're talking inches and inches of snow and 40 degree below zero so they don't have to go outside. <laughs> 
good thing. The third project was Jenny and I's project with our 12-year-olds, JJ and Noah. We put the pantry floor on and built shelves. Now this is supposed to be the simplest floor to put down. <laughs> click and go, click and go. But when you have a subfloor that goes like this, and your missionary friend tells you the room is 12 by 12, and it's not, <laughs> and he didn't believe me, so we got the tape out three times. It was 10 by 10, 6 by 12, 6, which makes a whole lot of difference when you're measuring floor. We got it done, and the floor looks great. We did do some tacking with a nail gun, <laughs> which was fun. <laughs> but what do you do with two 12-year-olds that love to talk? <laughs> Especially together. Well, when we started building shelves, that's when we used the 12-year-olds. Each one had a drill, drill races with those screws. There was lots and lots of screws. So that's what they did. Built those shelves with us. The other thing different was powwow. We went to powwow the first night. The first powwow I went to many years ago, there was over 900 dancers. This year, barely 200. So it made a difference. It made a difference in the vendors. There was only two food vendors compared to 10. So waiting for food was a trip. It was over an hour to get food most of the time when you're sitting at the powwow. Two reasons. One was COVID. Two is the Canadian border is shut down. So the Canadian tribes could not come down to participate in the powwow. On Tuesday, we had a great experience from an elder of the tribe, Dwayne. He comes and he shares his story and the story of the tribe. Dwayne, you see, has been an elder there uh, for many years. He has served on the district council, so he has the government experience. He has also the terrible experience of being a captive at Fort Totten. So he can tell you all about the border school and how that experience all affected his life. He shared with us about the tribe and the tribe difficulties. It used to be alcohol. Now it is drugs. Drugs are taking over the tribe. And he also talked about the bad boys. 
Now the bad boys are criminals and they're stealing from their own people, breaking into their houses. Uh, graffiti and all that, destroying the properties. Fort Totten has been there for a long time. The housing project there was built in the 60s, so the houses are in the 60s. And this is where the criminals are damaging the homes that are already damaged due to weather and Think about it, 60s, a roof, it's now 2021. All those roofs need to be repaired for sure. Windows, siding, all that. Those are all things that are happening up there. The other thing he shared about was prayers. Uh, Pull out your bulletin on that front page. There is a wheel. It's a prayer wheel. Or a medicine wheel, as they call it. When they pray and dance, they follow the sun, so they go clockwise. Clockwise. So if you look at that, they pray first for the red. The red is the native tribes. Native tribes from all over, everywhere. The black is for the black and brown people everywhere. Yellow is for the others, Asians, etc., everywhere. And then finally, the white is for the Caucasians everywhere. So they pray for every nation, every species, every Wow, I didn't know I had that power. And they do this every prayer. Every prayer, every dance, every prayer dance, every memorial dance. When they honor their veterans, it's all this every single time. Mike, since we didn't have any projects in the community, took us on a tour of the community, uh, sharing his stories and what he knows of the reservation. Uh, One thing that was interesting is the tribe is trying to get rid of the word devil. All the landmarks are devil's hill, devil's heart, Devils this, devils that. They want to bring it back to something that doesn't represent Satan or a devil or. Devil's Lake originally was spirit water. How in the heck it got to Devil's Lake? <laughs> There's stories and things about a serpent and all that kind of stuff. What do you believe, right? I like spirit water or spirit lake myself. So he showed us Fort Totten, the Fort Totten area. And then he took us over to the resort or casino area. 
Beautiful complex, of course. It's the second largest employer for the natives. I said second largest. 249 employees are Native Americans at the resort. That includes the marina, a little grocery store, the resort, and the casino. 249 employees. The casino was closed for eight to 10 months due to COVID. The Canadian border is closed. About 60% of their business comes from Canadians that come down and to enjoy the lake. It's the best walleye lake in North Dakota. So they can come down and fish. So talk about desperate times. Second largest employer closed. 60% less business. Why do I bring that up? The tribe has what's called an elder program that is funded by the casino. This is where all the projects for the elders, all that money comes from, is from there. That's why we didn't get to work in the community. There wasn't any funds or very little funds, let's put it that way. We wanted to build a ramp, a wheelchair ramp. The good news is that our client that we were gonna build the wheelchair ramp for got moved to assisted living, so he didn't need the wheelchair ramp. But if he would have been there, the cost of lumber in two years, it's four times as much. Just crazy, just crazy and the tribe gets no breaks, no breaks whatsoever. So I said that was the second largest employer. The first one is called Sioux Manufacturing in Fort Totten. Sioux Manufacturing used to have three eight-hour shifts, fully staffed, fully operational. They, did, they had government contracts where they did Kevlar and bulletproof vests and helmets for the United States government. That all stopped. They're down to one shift. Uh, their current contract, believe it or not, is to make rocket parts. Rocket parts for Korea for the Korean government. They have to take that contract to make a living. So they have over 350 employees, 350, 249, about 600 employees. There's some little shops, little things that employ others. There's one successful farmer, rancher, so you're talking maybe 800 people total that have jobs out of 7,000 eligible. You do the math, Gary, that's what? 85 to 90% unemployment. Just a tragedy. So you wonder why I love going up there to help. 
Good thing is, Devil's Lake, finally, Walmart, Dairy Queen are starting to hire Spirit Lake tribe members. So that's a plus. But that's part-time. That's not (laughs) full-time. That's part-time jobs. But that's a good thing. The next one I have trouble with. Our final stop on the tour. Was in St. Michael at the cemetery. It's right across the street from St. Michael, the church, and where that boarding school used to be. And you heard the stories out of Canada about the unmarked graves. They have found 125 across the street in St. Michael. Over half of those are small enough for children. So you're talking over 60 children that we have no idea how they died, why they died, but it's still a sad thing. It's going to affect the United States worse than Canada. They're just now starting to look at it, at all the boarding schools because of the work in Canada. So let's pray for that to be resolved and figured, figured out. Before I wrap up, I do have a video that I would like to share. Nope, it's not working. Okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you look at the bulletin. Yeah, I'll take a couple more minutes. If you look at the bulletin, there are a picture of 10 people. I'm just one of those persons on there. The other nine, I'm sure, have stories. Stories about their experience. Ask them. Let them tell you. Let God shine through them. Because it will. You will see it. I saw it. We saw it every day. One of the things I've done in my prayer life is um, who will see God in me today? I just want to tell you, be prepared for the answer. You may have to sit back and listen to stories And be prepared to share your story with them. Because it happens. It happens in the weirdest times. I prayed it one day. And went out to my car after work. And there was a note card on my dash window. says, Jesus loves you. So I had touched somebody 
Not quite sure who it was, but I have a great idea. Um, I'm thinking it's one of my teachers, but it's, it, it comes true. God answers prayer in the weirdest way. Got it? Not yet. Oh, well. Did anybody check out the blog? I posted a blog every day. Yeah, good. I hope it showed some things. Still not working. <laughs> We're giving up on the video. We'll post it. We'll post it on social media. Uh, it's a recap of the trip. It's about four minutes. Long, maybe. It's not that long. So, that's our trip. So, let's pray with me. Creator God, let my story and the story of the Spirit Lake be an inspiration to others. God, be with us and the Spirit Lake Nation and the work of Mike and Libby. May you continue to build a loving community, relationship, and bring glory to your kingdom. Amen. So as we get ready to go forth from this place, uh, know full well that you can check social media later because the video will be up there uh, so that you can see all of the different projects and, and the many different things that, uh, that we did up at Spirit Lake, uh, as well as some wonderful images of, of powwow uh, and some of, the, uh, some of the wonderful clothes that, uh, that they wear as they dance. Uh, but go, as, as we get ready to go, Know that, that God doesn't just call the ten of us to Spirit Lake up to North Dakota to do mission work. That God calls each and every one of you to mission work. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, it, I've seen a number of churches, and maybe we'll have to add it at some point, but as you look out the back door, as you walk out of the building, there's a wonderful sign usually that says, you are now entering the mission field. Because the mission field is just outside these windows just outside this building. And God calls us to go and do his work, to be his hands and his feet. Uh, and so I encourage you to do that. So I'm going to ask you to stand as we, uh, as we get ready for, uh, for the sending forth here. And so as you go forth, go forth knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen. And I'm not sure if we actually have music for the end, do we? Think so? All right. So as we, uh, if you want to reflect on this, this is wonderful. Otherwise, meet us out in the back and have some coffee.